expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this. I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's full of shit, man. Welcome to another edition of Blues Views 324. I'm your host, Dan, and it is finally Football Fridays. I have my my co-host, Harris. It Danny. is finally here. It's finally Football Friday. We already had the first opening kickoff between the Cowboys and Bucks. I'm assuming the Bucks win. We're recording before the game, obviously. But New York football giants is so close away. It is two days away. Hopefully when you're listening to it on Friday, or if you're getting to the MetLife stadium on Sunday, listening to us, it is here, baby. It is freaking here. We are finally in the stadium for the first time in a year and a half. Harris, it is finally here. It's Christmas time. I can't wait. We both have been very negative the last couple of weeks of like just maybe because of the performance of the, the Patriots game or whatever like that it is like Christmas morning. God knows what can happen positive or negatively, but it is finally here. We are jacked up. We're going to have a fun preview show for you guys. This is going to be our weekly thing. We're going to have to figure out next week because it is Thursday night. So we're going to have to figure that out. Either record Tuesday or Wednesday, but it is plenty of time for us to figure that out. It is week one, Giants, Denver Broncos, 425, MetLife Stadium, 20th anniversary, unfortunately, of 9-11. They're already going to be doing something special. They are giving out American flag, uh, Giant logo with American flags in it. So it, I'm planning on them doing something special like always. So, Harris, is freaking game day. Let's freaking go. Dan, we've been a little bit negative this offseason. But look, when Sunday rolls around, the records are zero and zero. The score is zero to zero. We have a shot. We're going to get in those seats and we're going to say, you know, on any given Sunday. Right. And we're going to be like idiots. We're going to be idiots at uh, J8 exactly. where we tailgate. And we're just going to be, oh, we're going to win. We're going to find a way to win. We always do that when we're four and 12 or yeah. dare I say we're 10 and four, whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so. We're, we're good suckers. All we need is Daniel Jones to have, like, one awesome game, and we'll be back on the Dan Wagon. We're not off the Dan Wagon, but we're, like – The Dan Wagon. I, like I, I stole that from Clem from Barstool. <laughs> but I'm one, we're both one foot on, one foot off of the, the Daniel Jones Wagon, and it's just, like, <laughs> God knows <laughs> what can happen. So, 425, like I mentioned before, Broncos – they had a lot of injuries last year. Von Miller, Nick Chubb, right. Chubb are back. Those are going to be the big focal points. Vic Bangio has a very stellar defense, arguably one of the top defenses in the league if people stay healthy. So, obviously, everybody that's in giant land is expecting a defensive battle because, let's face it, Teddy Bridgewater and Daniel Jones aren't the elite of the elite of NFL quarterbacks until hopefully Daniel Jones proves us wrong. But Teddy Bridgewater is who he is. He, he is a very steady 
NFL quarterback. He's not going to get too high. He's not going to get too low of performances. Maybe he'll surprise you every now and then with a big game, but I don't think it's going to happen this Sunday. Right. He's um, the safer option between him and Locke, especially right. with their defense. I think that was a smart choice for them. Yeah, I agree with you Denver. with that. I, I I really do agree with you with that. I it, and the receiving core is very good. Um, yeah, Cortland Sutton's back. He's back from injury last year. Uh, Judy's Jerry year Judy two. is a, in year two. He's arguably going to be their best player. Um, Darnay Holmes is going to be having a rough day. It's going to be hey. whoever's playing in the slot is going to have a rough day with Judy playing in the slot majority of the time. And, and also have, a safety is going to have to be guarding Noah Fan too. He's a no, threat yeah. Too. Noah Fan is a pretty solid fantasy tight end. If you have him in fantasy, I'm sure our history with versus tight ends, you feel good about it. Um, it, it we I I forgot to mention it is also Pat Sherman Shermer's return oh. uh, <laughs> return game. Uh, I'm sure he'll have a, a couple of game plan trick plays up his sleeve to just show off the Giants. I didn't hate Pat Shermer offensively, but head coaching wise, he was terrible for us. You can blame that mm. it was the early start of Dave Gettleman's awfulness, which we could debate and agree upon without going into it. But for the most part, Pat Shermer is a good guy. He's a good offensive minded coach. Yeah. So I, I miss him offensively right now. He's not head that. coach material at all. No, He's not he never was, unfortunately. Material. But let's be honest, Dan. He's the one that's made Daniel Jones look, you know, yeah, somewhat no. and it's been, but, you know, it's been downhill since then. So, yeah, year two with Garrett, we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, yeah. hopefully year two guys in the system. And before we get into that, like the biggest news out of Giants camp this week, well, two things. I'll, we'll get into both. The first one is they they did the uh, unofficial depth chart the other day, and. The only surprise, well, it can't be a surprise, but the only big head, it can't be a head scratcher because I'm sure he's been earning it at practice at work. His name Solder is starting right tackle if the depth chart is accurate over Matt Pert. And I don't, he can't really hate on Matt Pert. Uh, Obviously, he's still a project. But the way they made it seem the whole offseason that he was ready to go, he, he's a project, believe in them, believe in right. them, believe in them. And unfortunately – Then Gettleman said we have more faith in the O-line than you guys do from the outside. Yep. And we it's, our five. it's looking like that. So, so, I mean, Solder, you know, he's a, he's a veteran. He was he's a veteran, veteran, but unfortunately he missed the whole year last year with COVID. And obviously the reasons – as a human being, he is one of the best humans in the world in the NFL. There's no denying that. There's no debating that. But unfortunately, performances on the field isn't that hasn't been that great. And he could have killed Daniel Jones and Eli a bunch the first two years he was on the team with us. So maybe with the move to right tackle, the quarterback actually sees the guy rushing. I'm I'm a little scared. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, especially he'll be lined up against Bradley Chubb. Which is not a not, not a small task coming off, and no, it's Andrew gonna, Thomas on the other side responding. Yeah, yeah, thankfully they're both coming off of injury seasons, so right. If they they're a little, I wouldn't be shocked if they're a little slower. I'm sure I'm eating my words right now. Sunday at four twenty five when they first <laughs> get it going, but um, I'm nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Offensively, I'm very nervous, and we've been talking about this at nauseum. 
thankfully, knocking on wood, Evan Ingram is the only player on the offensive side of the ball that is hurt and isn't, but he's probably not going to play. So we're going to have a little bit more traditional offense with the two, two tight situations with Caden and Kyle Rudolph. So that should be interesting as well. I need to make a confession, Dan. What's up? I'm, for some reason, I'm not too upset that Evan Ingram is not playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, most of the game with the Patriots with the turnover, I just feel like he's been responsible for some bad plays. And uh, especially with Galladay coming back and right. Barkley, I don't think his presence is needed as much this Sunday. Right. That's just my take. I'm a little down on him from the. Yeah, every, everybody's down on him, and maybe he needs another week or two, and then we'll right. maybe he plays Thursday night. We don't know. Maybe it's a long ploy of him playing Thursday and just having him a day off the keel up for those extra four days. Yeah, I we'll see what happens. The other big question mark is Kadarius Tony. How are they going to use him? Apparently, they're playing coy this whole week saying. He looks good. He looks like he's ready to go. Looks like he's out of that COVID funk, and the hamstring looks like he's ready to go. So, in significant role, according to um, Joe Judge. We don't know what significant is. Could it be? Yeah, it could teams? very. Yeah, it could very well be a punt return, kick return uh, role, and then maybe make a trick play over. And we know Jason Garrett loves the end around. He does p- call it twice a game. Um, We'll see what happens. Maybe there's a little gadget package for him, and we have some sort of juice and offensive going right then. If if we get him and Saquon in the same backfield, just like the world would just like go nuts. That that leads me to the next point of how much are we actually going to see Saquon today? Uh, Jason Garrett Thursday. Jason Garrett said he looks a hundred percent which we've, we've basically been reading between the lines for uh, as many weeks of, of everything that's been going on. If the Giants weren't playing Thursday night in week two against Washington, I, I'd rather him be ready to go against Washington. I know we're going to be seeing him on a bunch of uh, plays. All we need is for him to bust really one during the game, and he is a home run hitter like that. So – if I have him in fantasy, which I do, I'm going to play him in the hope of him actually hitting a home run play, making a couple catches. And then I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see a lot of him because I, I would hope the giants care more coaches can't say it, but us as fans say it, we care more. So for the division than a AFC matchup, especially in week one. So hopefully we're smart with Saquon, but at the same time, we see a good amount of him, so we both we feel good that he's got enough playing time, but also he's ready to go on Thursday. So I'm going to think about 10 to 12 touches, but again, like you said, I don't think we're going to sustain have a sustainable offense this Sunday. I think the Denver right. defense is too good. But right. again, with Kadarius, Tony, and Barkley, they can do some all-scripted plays and score right. seven points on one single play, and we're going to need a big player too like right. that, I think, right. in uh, that, that, that's the biggest thing, especially with that secondary. The Broncos, just the whole overall defense is like if they had any sort of quarterbacking and health last year, they probably they could have snuck in a wild card. Obviously, they wouldn't have beaten the Chiefs in the division, obviously, but they could have definitely been in the thick of things in the race because the Raiders were. So 
exactly. And they added Patrick Sertain. Um, yeah, no, to already loaded secondary. Yeah, they're they're stupid. Their hands full. Very stupid. We're gonna have our hands full. And the over under, like we said, um, forty one points, Dan. That's a low number. And you said you would even go lower, right? No, no, I say I would take the under regardless. Right. Oh, you, yeah, you yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I joked before the show, and I said it would be like 13-10 or, <laughs> dare I say, 9-6. But, yeah, the number can't be low enough for, for Vegas. Oh, for sure, for sure. So we are counting down the minutes, the seconds. What's the most exciting thing? You already went to the two preseason games. I'm going to my first game since – COVID overall sport first sporting event. I'm excited. I'm I, I don't know how I'm gonna be able to handle myself, um, especially opening kickoff, and it's just gonna be surreal. And obviously the um sad moments with the 9-11 tribute. Right. Um right. before I forget, um, yeah, there's it's I can't believe it's 20 years. Uh, like I mentioned on last night's podcast, it's it's surreal. Um I, I don't know your your 9-11 story. We don't really have to go into it. But it, it is very surreal. Like, it's 20 years. I And I remember we can – well, we might as well get into it because the Giants kind of have a weird play in it. Um, I was a freshman in high school. I had a nine – my first class was Math A. And um, I was bummed out because the Giants lost the night before on Monday Night Football to start off the season against, the, ironically, the Denver Broncos. Obviously, they had some sort of idea of that happening for the anniversary. So that was really the first time, without sneaking, the first time my parents actually let me watch the Giants play on Monday Night or Sunday Night Football in its entirety. So it was just one of those surreal mornings. And then one my one the other teacher told uh, the teacher I was in class with to put on the TV. And it was just surreal, like everybody else's. Um, I'm sure you remember watching it live on TV as well, especially us being in the tri-state area. It's, you can't it's, forget that. Yeah. No, it's just in bra- embedded in our brains and just – just one of those somber days that we just will never forget, obviously. And we're going to be telling our children until they tell their children and so forth, so on and so forth. So our, our thoughts and prayers are with anybody that are still affected by that um, tragic day and have lost family members with that. All right. For sure. With that being said, I hope you enjoy your football Sunday. If you partake in football, if you're gambling, gamble smartly. Responsibly. <laughs> Unlike Responsibly. Me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and in Go Giants. And we will talk to you guys next week. Harris, what do you, what do you think the score is before we go? Ooh, I'm going 23-17 Denver. But, again, once I get my ass in the seat on Sunday, <laughs> it's us against the world. Yeah. But I, into the game, I think. The defensive line versus our offensive line. And even Galladay said we might have a slow start with all the injuries. Right. Saw camp. You know, Barkley's just coming into him into his own. So I say 23-17 Denver on the record, but yeah, you know. on the record, I'm gonna say 16-13 Denver. And unfortunately, the Broncos pull it out. But we're in the stadium. Anything can happen. Let's be like pleasantly you, surprised. Let's be like, pleasantly surprised. 
hopefully we are presently surprised. I know we're normally more positive. Well, I think our battle level is pretty high this episode. Uh, We are obviously ready to go for the season, but they have to prove us. They have to show it to us, especially on offense. I know our defense is going to be carrying us. So offense, please, I'm begging you, just don't turn over the football. Make the right decisions, Daniel Jones. Don't get them killed offensive line. Let's go, Giants. See you next. They'll talk to you next week. See you later. Us against the world. Let's go, Giants.